My dog is foaming at the mouth. He had a seizure, threw up, and is restless. Please tell me what these symptoms are or what can cause this. What can help him? The first thing is you know, what kind of dog, how old it is. Is this the first time? Is this the only time it's ever happened? And what does the seizure look like? People often describe seizures. Foaming at the mouth certainly is a sign, but paddling, shaking, tremoring, chattering teeth, facial spasms, and things like that. Because other things can kind of look like a seizure. You know, we've had dogs come in, people say they're seizuring, they're actually reverse sneezing, something silly like that. Syncope, like fainting, can sometimes look like a seizure. So the seizure and the vomiting and restlessness, if it's a one-time thing, a whole number of causes could be a passing toxin exposure or something that may not be harmful. It may be something as serious as epilepsy or low blood sugar. Again, you know, the, the type of dog, the size of the dog, the age of the dog are important. Yeah, so I guess if it truly is a seizure, there are so many different causes of seizures. And that goes all the way from true epilepsy epilepsy which dogs can get and that usually manifests what between the age of two and five or something like that yeah yeah usually like primary not epilepsy. too young yeah. yeah and then dogs under the age of one year can have seizures for a variety of reasons uh, like congenital abnormalities like portosystemic shunt so they can get a buildup of ammonia which is a toxin that your liver will normally filter out and then low blood sugar congenital problems of the brain like hydrocephalus and others and the other thing again more breed related certain breeds are are predisposed to meningoencephalitis, so inflammation in the brain. Um, oh, yeah, they tend to point. be not really young yeah. dogs. Maybe overlaps between the congenital and the and the onset of, of epilepsy. It can happen in any age. Mostly pugs and kind of the toy breeds. Small breeds and pugs are particularly prone to it. And then as they get kind of older, metabolic problems, like liver problems, and then later down the road, cancer. I think, what is it, over the age of nine, the vast majority of patients that have a first-time seizure typically have something if, structural in the brain? Yeah, if it's a first time, for sure, at that age. Oh, and then toxins, you already mentioned that. Sounds like those symptoms could be a seizure, but don't forget about seizure lookalikes. And because there are so many different causes, and if you have something underlying that's actually causing the seizure, then obviously the goal would be to identify and treat the underlying cause, not just stop the seizures. So, seizures um, should never be taken lightly. They're always a medical emergency that you should yeah. seek veterinary advice as soon as you can. Yeah, so get them in right away. And then it's not just get them in and get them looked at. There's typically a long sequence of diagnostic tests to try to determine, basically rule out all of the possible causes of seizures that can essentially get worse with time and try to identify and treat those specifically and then yeah what can help him the first thing you want to do is find out why they're having a seizure but you know, aside from that and pursuing you know the underlying cause we have a whole shelf of seizure medications that basically symptomatically can help to reduce the frequency and severity of seizures and i have to say like the pets that have the really severe genetic forms of epilepsy some of those become very very hard to control to the point that we've basically reached for every medication we have available to us and we're still not getting a good quality of life and that's why i think from the standpoint of breeding pets since some of those have such a strong genetic component it's really important for us to ensure that breeders aren't manufacturing pets that come with really severe forms of genetic epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So there's like definitely certain strains of dogs that get a really bad form of it. And if you end up with one of those, you don't find out until they're two years old. By that time, they're part of the family. Fortunately, the drugs have become better and better with time. We have more in our armament. We used to have very limited numbers of drugs that we could use. And the side effects were pretty potent. Now the drugs have become much safer and much more effective. And we have several to choose from. So if you have to add on, you can, you can use 
basically out on drugs. Yeah. Personally, for me, working in emergency, if I have a pet come in with seizures, obviously we want to control the symptoms as quickly as possible because if it goes on for too long, like longer than three to five minutes, it can begin to cause damage to their body. So we'll ensure that we're stopping the seizures, controlling their body temperature. Typically, the first thing I do once they're stable is refer them to you guys <laughs> so that they can spend the night in the ICU for seizure watch. People watching just literally a few feet away. If they begin to have another seizure, they can intervene immediately. And then they typically, over the next 24 to 48 hours, undergo a really comprehensive diagnostic workup, starting with really basic tests like blood work and imaging, but then moving forward to the more advanced tests once the neurology specialist has looked at them. You know, in a full neurologic workup, they're getting MRI of the brain and a CSF tap to look at their cerebrospinal fluid for signs of inflammation or infection. We're so a new um, MRI at our building. I'm doing a little plug here for the hospital. Really? Well, yeah, we got an expansion. Amazing. Got an expansion going on. Our MRI is really quite slow, which makes it a little bit of a problem, with especially the tinier patients. You have to go under anesthesia for MRI, and they're under yeah. for a long time. So, yeah, our new MRI is supposed to be faster. We have that's, to wait for all the rentals to get done. That's a huge undertaking to have a facility with an MRI. Not only the machine itself and basically all of the certifications to run it, but like you said, the expansion. Like you probably had to get a new wing of the hospital in order to accommodate yeah, it. Um, Nine thousand so, square feet. We're expanding in. Out of wow. yeah, we've got a nine thousand square foot expansion going on. That's so awesome. The whole the whole hospital getting bigger in every department. Well, I know like the neurology service is one of the busiest services. Probably at any given time, you have you know at least what half a dozen to a dozen inpatients for neurology. Kind of Everything shifted from... now. The ER department has gotten really busy since we've is opened these, up as a primary primary emergency wow. department. Yeah, we're usually carrying anywhere from ten to twenty patients in our service. And neuro is quite busy. I remember when I was there, there was like a whole row of brachycephaly alley backs and encephalitis and all of the other neuro problems they get busy well that's great let's see what else what are the symptoms what can cause this and what can help him at the end of the day here's the thing if your dog's having a seizure and it's not just one of those weird one-off things which happens from time to time then you kind of need to be prepared for a pretty significant road of not only diagnostics but working together with, with a veterinarian or a neurology specialist to kind of get things under control and in the really severe cases, I mean, those are massively expensive. I know one of our meningitis patients, just his medications from Costco to control his meningitis were about $1,000 a month. So another just friendly reminder why it's so important to have good medical insurance. Insurance, insurance um, saved so many lives. Like, I know this is off topic, but, you know, when I started, insurance was fairly new to the veterinary industry. You know, we'd maybe see 5% of our clients having insurance. And now in a referral type setting that I'm in, easily half or more have insurance. And so many lives are saved because... We don't have to have that as a limitation to what we can do for your pet. The ones that don't, right? We don't even get to send them to you. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Hello. famous. <laughs> she is famous. And yes, no, she's she wearing really a dress. Is. I'll put her Instagram up on here. What is it? <laughs> At GG Enberg. If anybody wants to follow her, there yeah, you, you go. Got it. She travels the world. She packs her suitcase before her flights and picks out her outfits. It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> we lay out the clothes and make her pick out what she wants to bring. It's ridiculous. I vote. Don't I become usually like vote. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Did we answer that question? Yes. So could be a lot of different things. Everything from congenital epilepsy, toxins, cancer, meningitis, uh, so much more. 
best thing is to see your veterinarian and then ideally get a referral to a specialist for a full proper workup and make sure you rule out all the really bad stuff and get him on uh, seizure medications if it's needed ongoing for control of those seizures and best of luck. Thank <laughs> you.